Our top stories tonight is CJ Stroud about to take a draft day tumble. We've been hearing more and more that, yes, Bryce Young is going 101 to the Panthers, but now we've seen a shift in the odds at two where Stroud's not even negative odds. Stroud, basically the same odds as Will Anderson, both positive odds. It appears as though Vegas, like us, have no idea what is happening in this draft. Things are changing constantly, and that is why you tune in to Player Profiler today. To start things off, C.J. Stroud once was the 101. He was the locked-in favorite. As soon as the Carolina Panthers traded up from number nine overall to the 101 with the Chicago Bears, the odds took a massive shift in favor of C.J. Stroud. And they stayed like that for a long time. But over the course of this past week, the odds have shifted towards Bryce Young. We heard that Bryce Young dominated the S2 test, which is the cognitive ability test for quarterbacks. Young set the record with a 98% best we've seen from a quarterback, better than Joe Burrow, better than Josh Allen, better than Justin Fields, who all scored very highly on this test. Stroud, on the other hand, we don't know the exact number, but it sounds as though it was underwhelming. Now, we don't know what this test actually means. We don't know how reflective it is, but we do know that teams are reacting. David Tepper, owner of the Carolina Panthers, we think pulled a power move, decided it is Bryce Young at the 101 instead of CJ Stroud. But now, now, CJ Stroud goes from the favorite at the 101 to the favorite at the 102. And then all of a sudden, he starts dropping at the 102 as well. He goes from negative odds to positive odds, and then Will Anderson starts to climb. Anderson and C.J. Stroud basically have even odds to go 102 currently to the Houston Texans. Stroud plus 150, Will Anderson plus 170. Could it be that the Texans really aren't in love with C.J. Stroud? We heard a report earlier this week that they love one quarterback and that one quarterback is Bryce Young and they like CJ Stroud. Now there's still the chance they take CJ Stroud. They take a quarterback that they like, but the Texans have at least two picks next year in the first round and they could add to it by trading back. What if instead of the Arizona Cardinals trading back at three, we have a team jump the Cardinals jump whoever is trading up to three, and then all of a sudden, Cody Carpentier is correct in his latest mock draft. Anthony Richardson, 102 to the Las Vegas Raiders. Things are shifting all the time right now. We're going to keep you updated with the odds because this happened last year too. Last year, it was Kayvon Thibodeau, it was Evan Neal, it was Aiden Hutchinson. It was some circle of those three in the draft odds throughout the offseason. Aiden Hutchinson admits that, yeah, I was positive I was going to the Jaguars until a week or two before the draft, and then all of a sudden, Hutchinson felt a shift. And then we saw the betting odds change. Trayvon Walker all of a sudden the favorite to go 101, and we just all accept it because Vegas is rarely wrong. 
And with the shift in CJ Stroud, this isn't Vegas saying, no, it won't be CJ Stroud. But what Vegas is saying is, we're not sure. We don't know what is happening here. The Texans, this new Texans regime. Now, they still have the same general manager in Nick Casario, but you better believe that D'Amico Ryans is calling all of the shots right now. It is D'Amico Ryans' decision over Nick Casario's decision in who they take at 102 or if they trade back or what happens. We already know Casario, one foot out the door. We've heard rumors already starting this offseason that they're going to fire Nick Casario. Whether it's this offseason, whether it's during the season, whether it's next offseason, D'Amico Ryans will get to handpick his own general manager. So, I don't know what's going to happen. I speculated this early in the offseason, that the Texans could end up taking Will Anderson, that D'Amico Ryans could get his version of Nick Bosa. And it's still possible. It's possible they trade out. There are so many different ways that the Texans can go now, which is crazy because just a week ago, we were positive that it was CJ Stroud one to the Carolina Panthers. It was Bryce Young two to the Houston Texans. And now we're hearing that even if the Texans try to trade up, that will be rejected. That the Panthers, they said they traded up willing to move back in the draft. And maybe that was true at a time, but right now, reporters around the league don't think there's any shot that Bryce Young ends up in Houston. And that is just a wild shift. And so if the Texans do select Will Anderson, or if the Texans do trade back and a team like the Raiders trades up, selects Anthony Richardson, what happens to CJ Stroud? Because then there's the Cardinals at four. Will a team like the Seahawks or the Lions? trade up to three to get Stroud? Will a team like the Colts trade up to three to get Will Levis? Because we've heard the Colts prefer Will Levis, that he is their guy. They like the size. They like the athleticism. That is Shane Steichen's type of player. So where does this leave CJ Stroud? If he doesn't go 102 to the Texans and someone prefers Will Levis at three or the Cardinals don't get the offers they want and select a defensive player, could C.J. Stroud end up falling to the Seahawks at five? Could the Lions trade up to draft C.J. Stroud, draft the replacement to Jared Goff down the line? Or does Stroud fall to the 105? Does he fall to the 106? Does C.J. Stroud have a shocking draft day slide like the last Ohio State QB to come out in Justin Fields? Because it doesn't always make sense when these guys fall in the draft, CJ Stroud is the most pro ready quarterback in the 2023 NFL draft. He is the quarterback that is most likely to be a successful NFL quarterback. There are varying levels of success, but CJ Stroud at the very least is going to be a solid NFL quarterback. You cannot guarantee that for the other three. Anthony Richardson could bust. Will Levis could bust. Bryce Young could bust. It is very unlikely that C.J. Stroud ends up failing. And so to have a guy like him sliding in the NFL draft, I don't know where this comes from every year. I don't know why 
players tumble at the last minute. I don't know how Justin Fields go from goes from the consensus 102 throughout his entire career in college to all of a sudden being drafted with a 10th overall pick. And I don't know how CJ Stroud goes from being one, two with Bryce young for at least a year. Everyone knew CJ Stroud, Bryce young. Yes. These are the two guys at the top. Maybe someone steps into these are the two guys at the top. And then all of a sudden Stroud starts to slide. I don't understand it. I don't get it, but this is the world we live in. And Fortunately, we live in a world with underdog fantasy. Our friends over at Underdog, truly one of the best websites there is for fantasy sports. You get the best ball, you get the pickums, you get it all. Podfather, take it away. Let's take a moment to talk about Underdog Fantasy. Now, many of you have already signed up. Thousands have signed up from Player Profile already over the years. Underdog has supported us since 2020. Much of what you see on Player Profiler is because of Underdog, because of their support. Get the Underdog app, plug in that promo code UNDERWORLD, and they're making the NBA fun. Their NBA pickems. it's changed my Wednesday night. It's changed my Sunday afternoon. I used to play Underdog just for the best ball drafts. I mean, the best ball drafts are amazing. These draft rooms fill so quickly, and you can win life-changing money. You want to take advantage of all the sleepers we talk about on this show? Well... What better place than in an underdog draft room to do that? And I recommend taking your underdog play to the next level by diving into their NFL pickems. It's important to correlate those NFL pickems. You can pick both the quarterbacks and the wide receivers to exceed expectations. Correlate them, and you can five extra payout. Bada bing, bada boom. Underdog Fantasy, the promo code is Underworld. For an instant deposit match up to $100, underdog is the truest friend of the underworld. True blue friends over at Underdog Fantasy. We absolutely love them. But do you love this new idea that Dalvin Cook may be on his way out in Minnesota? Now, this isn't a new idea per se. We've known this for a while. We told you weeks ago that when Dalvin Cook, when it was reported that the shoulder is healing well, that it's only a matter of time before he is fully cleared for contact. We told you that. That meant Dalvin Cook was on his way out because the shoulder surgery was the last hangup for moving on. Because if they wanted to trade him, Dalvin Cook would need to pass a physical. Now, we don't know for certain if Cook can pass that physical today, but we do know that the Minnesota Vikings may have to cut Dalvin Cook. Teams aren't biting the way that the Vikings expected them to. Look at the veteran running back market, though. Leonard Fournette, still unsigned. Ezekiel Elliott, still unsigned. Jarek McKinnon, still unsigned. Joe Mixon, possibly available, getting cut, getting traded. Why give up a pick for Dalvin Cook, who's going to cost you $10 million, when you can sign one of these free agent running backs? The NFL, more and more, is rejecting the idea that you gotta pay running backs and it's unfortunate it really is because running backs are so cool that what else is there to say running backs are awesome they are fun they are electric they are exciting we love them in fantasy football watching derrick henry tote the ball the way he does is a marvel seeing dalvin cook dominate just 
run people over, make people miss, do it all. That is the pinnacle of athletic performance. But in terms of winning games, it doesn't matter that much. And so it's really sad. These players, these running backs, they deserve every single dollar. They arguably, based on what they put their bodies through, based on the labor that these running backs do in relation to the labor of other positions, they might deserve more than any other position. They might deserve more than quarterbacks based on the labor they do, the body punishment that they take. But that's not how the NFL works. It's not about the labor that you do. It's about the value of that labor. And for running backs, their labor is considered less valuable than nearly every other position. Far less valuable than quarterbacks. Far less valuable than an edge rusher, than an offensive tackle. Wide receivers, much more valuable than the running back position. It's at the point where tight ends and running backs are kind of the least valuable in terms of wins and losses. Now, there are individual cases where, yes, this is not the case. Travis Kelsey is very valuable to wins and losses compared to receivers. He is on par with any of the top receivers. But for running back, there are just so many players that you can plug in. The Minnesota Vikings are already going to do it. They have Alexander Madison. They paid him co-starter money, let's call it. They paid him $7 million, which is not full-on starter money, but it's close. I think it's $3.5 million per year over two years, I believe, for Madison. Could be wrong. But either way, the money that Madison is getting is not RB1 money, but it's expensive backup money. And that's because Alexander Madison can do everything Dalvin Cook can just to a lesser degree. There won't be as many explosive plays. He's not as good in the passing game. But that drop-off, the difference it makes in the win column is negligible. And when you're the Vikings and you can just go out and draft Kendra Miller in the third round, Roshan Johnson in the third round, because they don't have a second round pick from that TJ Hawkinson trade, the Vikings can just go out there. They've already got a starting running back. They can go out and draft an upgrade on that starting running back. Why do they need to pay Dalvin Cook $10 million? Why does any team need to pay Dalvin Cook $10 million? It's unfortunate. It is the intersection of value versus what your labor entails. Running backs need their own CBA. They really do. Running backs need their own collective bargaining agreement. They need to be removed from the NFL cap, find their own way to say, hey, you're RB1, you're worth this much. Maybe it's it's heavily incentive-based on their rookie contracts. I don't know what the answer is. But running backs are just getting screwed. Their most valuable years are on their rookie contract, and because they're getting drafted later and later, that rookie contract is being less and less. And then by the time they've earned the money, teams don't want to pay them because they're already closing in on the age apex. Saquon Barkley, the Giants don't want to pay him even though he deserves every penny. It's tough. It is a cruel business, the NFL. And it's not just the running back position that sees that either. 
there are some unhappy campers across the NFL at varying positions. Buda Baker, safety for the Arizona Cardinals, team leader. He wants out. It happened first on Twitter. And you know when people change their Twitter bio, it means it usually means something, but usually it's a while before that something is revealed. Usually you'll see Kyler Murray change his bio. Oh, Kyler's unhappy with the Cardinals. Yep, he wants a contract. And then weeks later it comes out. Yep, we were right. Kyler Murray is unhappy with the Cardinals. He wants a contract. They're in a standoff. But this time, Buda Baker, he changes his bio, removes the Arizona Cardinals. You think, okay, I'm sure we'll hear about that in a couple weeks. We'll hear about Buda Baker wanting out sometime in the near future. No. Same day, a report comes out that Buda Baker has requested a trade from the Arizona Cardinals. He wants out. And who can blame him? The Cardinals are in shambles. They really are. Kyler Murray torn ACL. We don't know when he'll come back. I believe he will return to the field sooner than initially predicted. He's doing well in his recovery. And Cardinals aren't the best run organization. Maybe it changes with Jonathan Gannon and with Monty Austin for. But based on his history, I expect the Cardinals to force Kyler back too soon. But either way, questions at quarterback. You just lost J.J. Watt, your team leader. He retired. You lost some other leaders on defense, Zach Allen and Byron Murphy, defensive lineman and cornerback. They both walked in free agency. Zach Ertz tore his ACL. We don't know when he's coming back. And there is the scandal that the owner of the Cardinals could have been cheating. There are some accusations out there that are very, very problematic. He denies them, of course, as is always the case in these situations, but we're probably going to get an investigation. I hope we get an investigation. I hope for all those that were impacted and hurt, they deserve an investigation into the Arizona Cardinals. But from Buda Baker's perspective, why does he need that? He's one of the better safeties in the NFL. He's put in his time. He has paid his dues. He has done everything. And it comes a point when, when you're at any job, I'm sure a lot of you out there feel this at your job where everything is a mess around you and you're just trying your best to, to keep it together. But sometimes it's not worth it. Buddha Baker has decided it is not worth it to just keep these Arizona Cardinals together. What am I getting out of this relationship? Nothing. If I'm Buddha Baker, I, I'm not competing for a Super Bowl. I'm not competing for the playoffs. All of my friends are leaving. So you just want me to stick it out in the prime of my career on a team that's going nowhere, that has no direction? No, nah, I think I think I'm good. So I understand why Buddha Baker has requested his trade. I also understand why the Arizona Cardinals don't want to give it to him. He's got two years left on his contract. He is a valuable piece in this secondary. So we'll see how this all shakes out. We'll see if Buda Baker is an Arizona Cardinal when all is said and done. And we'll see if Quinnen Williams is a New York Jet when all is said and done. Since 2016, the, Lions, or the Jets have not signed any of their first rounders to a second contract. 2016 was the last year. They re-signed Muhammad Wilkerson. That's a name. But that 
was it. Since then, the Jets have not been able to retain any of their first round picks. And Quinn and Williams is the latest unhappy camper with the New York Jets. He's already said, no, I'm not attending voluntary workouts. I'm not going to show up. I deserve to be paid. I deserve a new contract. Pay me what I am due. And when you look around the rest of the league at defensive tackle, they got paid this offseason. Aaron Donald, of course, he's making $31.7 million a year. No one's going to touch that. Everyone around the NFL understands, okay, Aaron Donald's the GOAT. I'm not going to ask for that type of money, but Jeffrey Simmons, he's getting $23 million per year now. Deron Payne's getting 20, 20, or $22 million a year. So Quinn and Williams, he wants his due. He wants a contract worth $23 to $25 million per year. And he's going to get it somewhere. It's probably going to be the New York Jets this offseason. I don't see why it wouldn't be. This organization drafted Quinn and Williams. This organization invests in the defensive line. That's just what Robert Sala does. He's been the same way ever since San Francisco. So Quinn and Williams, I think he's going to get his money, but until he does... He's just going to sit back, relax, and take his time. And that's what Lamar Jackson is doing, too. A report came out earlier today that Lamar Jackson may have told the Ravens, we can talk once you get Odell Beckham and DeAndre Hopkins on this team. And then the Ravens came back, well, we don't have the money to get both of them. That's not how this works right now. We just don't have the funds based on the cap space. What if we get you one? We'll get you Odell Beckham instead of DeAndre Hopkins. I'd rather take DeAndre Hopkins, but still, they got one of Lamar Jackson's requests, and this is the happiness tax. This is what we talked about yesterday. When it comes to keeping your quarterback happy, it's okay to overpay based on that happiness tax. Jamar Chase. Going to the Cincinnati Bengals. They could have drafted Panay Sewell. They could have drafted an all-pro left tackle. But Joe Burrow wanted his guy. And when the talents are equal just at different positions and you don't have to compromise to get someone that will make your quarterback happy, you should do it. Even the Packers, for all their faults, all of their issues with Aaron Rodgers, they were willing to go out and make a trade for Randall Cobb to bring him back because that's what Aaron Rodgers wanted. Sometimes you gotta overpay to make the people in your organization happy. That's what the Ravens did for Odell Beckham. We'll see if they can swing a trade for DeAndre Hopkins as well. Wouldn't that be something? We go from Rashad Bateman, Devin DuVernay, and James Prochet at receiver to... DeAndre Hopkins, Rashad Bateman, and Odell Beckham. What a change that would be. But either way, all of this comes with a grain of salt. Big fan of Michael Lombardi. He is really good at finding stories out there. There's just sometimes a little bit of an embellishment there that comes along with it. So maybe Lamar said, we can talk once you get those guys. Maybe Lamar said, I really want those guys. It will help your case if you get them. We don't know, but either way, 
Lamar's going to be a Raven. Lamar Jackson is going to be a Raven. And Big Ben, Ben Roethlisberger, had something to say about Lamar Jackson. Apparently, Big Ben thinks that no one fears Lamar Jackson from the pocket. So you don't have to play too high safety. You can have a safety down in the box because no one respects Lamar Jackson's arm. You're, you're not worried about it. Once he gets out of the pocket, that's when it's scary. But sounds like a projection, Ben. Based on the end of your career, when you could not throw the ball downfield, so teams didn't have to play too high safety because there was no chance you were going to complete a 20-yard pass, sounds like you're projecting just a little bit, Ben Roethlisberger. But of course, this talking point on Lamar Jackson, oh, well, you can't play from the pocket. No one's scared of him from the pocket. It's just, it's incorrect. It's a lie. It's truly a lie. You want to keep him in the pocket because he can do less damage inside the pocket than when he gets on the move because then he has the option to run and pass. But we have seen plenty of special throws from Lamar Jackson inside the pocket. Ben Roethlisberger is just a boomer. He's a salty boomer at this point, still chirping on, trying to keep this Raven-Steelers rivalry alive, but no one cares what Ben Roethlisberger has to say anymore. Not even the people of Pittsburgh care anymore. They're all over him too. So yeah, Ben Roethlisberger just had to chime in one last time. Bailey Zappi had to chime in, got asked what he thought about playing in 2023, what he thought about becoming the starting quarterback, and said, if an opportunity presents itself, he's going to be ready. Bailey Zappi is going to be ready and going to be looking to seize any opportunity he is ready to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I just don't expect it to happen. I don't expect the Patriots to move on from Mac Jones. I don't expect the Patriots to bench Mac Jones until much later in the season. So unless Bill Belichick wants to pull a power move, Mac Jones is going to be QB one. Finally, final note that we have here on player profiler today, the Los Angeles chargers are adamant. They are absolutely adamant that they must draft a pass catcher in the early rounds of the draft. Notice it's pass catcher, not wide receiver, pass catcher. Could the Chargers be looking to add a tight end? Because they could save a bunch of money drafting a tight end, cutting Gerald Everett, and there you go. But the Chargers are also in the hunt for a Super Bowl, so maybe they are just looking to find someone to partner with Gerald Everett. Or maybe it really is a wide receiver. And maybe, just like my mock draft last night, if you haven't checked it out yet, make sure you do because it was a doozy. But maybe the Chargers end up with the most perfect fit in the 2023 NFL draft for them. Wouldn't it be beautiful to have Zay Flowers? He can play the slot. He can stretch the field. He can run all the deep routes. He can run all the shallow routes. He can run after catch. Zay Flowers. You get the best of all worlds. He can replace Jalen Guyton on the wind sprints. He can stretch the field. He can run deep in intermediate routes to help Mike Williams out. He can play the slot and run short routes to help Keenan Allen out. Zay Flowers, move them all over the field. Chargers, if they land Zay Flowers, they're going to be the best offense in the NFL next year.